How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 88 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and last night, I was very excited about baseball. Today, before baseball even started, wow, did the news deliver a gut punch. So uh, yeah, we're going to talk about AJ Puck's uh, injury status, we're going to talk about uh, Shamanaya's kind of okay, maybe terrible start, I don't know, I will... I'm still debating whether or not it was good or bad, uh, depending on how it went. Uh, the results were bad, but the process was good? I, I don't know. Uh, w- w- we're going to talk through it and see how it goes. Uh, and then also, Ramon Laureano's dealing with a cap strain, so that's not good news either. So uh, yeah, just a wonderful return to baseball today that we were all expecting and hoping for, and uh, we got to see a 6-2 Giants victory over the A's. So, you know, it's what we were all hoping for. And uh, this is all sarcasm, if you can't tell. Um, But, you know, sometimes baseball sucks, as I tweeted out, I believe. Um, And I had forgotten that. So it's nice to remember that, you know, sometimes baseball, uh, it it hates you. It had been a few months since I got that reminder. So thanks, baseball. Anyway, so we're going to talk about the injury status of those guys. Uh, Shabanaya's outing. Uh, Some other takeaways that I took from... uh, and. takeaways that you guys had uh, as well from you know monday night's game so we're going to talk about all that stuff but first please follow us on social media at locked on a's on twitter and instagram i'm at by jason b on twitter and i learned how to do gifts today so uh it's it's a better account now so please follow us uh and also if you have any mailbag questions for us please send in your over-unders i'm doing that tomorrow night no What's today? Monday? I'm doing that Wednesday night. So, um, yeah, we're going to do over-unders in just a couple of days. So get those in to us at LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Uh, just let me know what you guys want me to say. Is the, is the thing that you're saying going to be over or under this number? Or I'll set the number. It's fine. And we'll figure that out. And then I'm wrapping up the week on Friday with our uh, opening series preview with Taylor Blake Ward of Locked On Angels. So, uh, yeah, we got basically everything planned out with just like baseball talk. It's going to be friggin' great. Um, So yeah, follow us and do all that stuff. Subscribe to the podcast. And now let's talk about AJ Puck. He has uh, some shoulder issues, which he had in spring training, and then he was seemingly getting better and all that stuff. And uh, we've been down this road before. Season's about to start and AJ Puck's on the shelf. So he is on the injured list right now. There's no time frame for when he's going to return from the injured list. Uh, He's going to go see Dr. Neil Atrache down in, I believe, Los Angeles. And uh, that's usually not great news if you're a pitcher. Any pitcher that goes to see uh, Dr. Neil Latrache, I just assume that they're going to get Tommy John or it's not or they're going to be out for a long time or something like that. So at this point, uh, you know, best case scenario is he comes back in a couple of weeks and that would be great. But I don't know that that's uh, something that we can really bank on or hope for because he's had shoulder issues before. He's had arm issues before. And uh, it, it kind of feels like he might be going for a second Tommy John, which would be terrible news. But I mean, and best case scenario is they are able to get him back in a couple weeks, maybe three weeks. I don't know. And uh, he's not going to be able to pitch in the rotation at that point because he's had so much up and down, starting, stopping, starting, all that stuff. Uh, he, he'd be in the bullpen. And would he be a great bullpen piece? For, yeah. We saw how Jake Deakman pitched today. Like Jake Deakman a lot, but... Uh, on the uh, on the mound, he's kind of hit or miss sometimes. Tonight he was a miss, but maybe he's just getting out of his system before the season starts. Uh, I, I do not dislike Jake Diegman at all. Um, he, he seems like a pretty swell guy. So I, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, that they get it figured out with him. But uh, back to AJ Puck, I, I just don't know that he's going to be as big of a factor in 2020 if he's a factor at all. So 
that's uh, that's not fun news at all. And with him going on the injured list, you already got Bassett starting in the rotation because Luzardo was out with COVID. And now uh, you got Daniel Mangdon as your fifth starter. And, you know, he's not a bad pitcher at all. But uh, if you're going from Luzardo and Puck to Bassett and Mangdon, that's a bit of a drop-off. And it kind of hurts, uh, you know, just overall. The team, uh, <laughs> their overall rating on MLB The Show. And the A's have young guys in the farm that they can, you know, call upon at some point. But as I mentioned, you know, a few episodes ago when Luzardo was taken out, uh, I don't know that they're going to be big factors this year because they haven't pitched a lot in AAA, let alone, you know, they've most of their time has come in AA. And they've had uh, up and down results. So the best route to, you know, actually improve in the rotation will probably be via trade. And I tweeted out from the Locked on A's account that uh, three pitchers that are at the end of their contracts that could be possibly available via trade would be uh you got marcus stroman of the mets they're expected to contend but if they fall out of it maybe they already uh have uh Syndergaard on the il so maybe he becomes available and he seems like he'd fit great here uh in oakland he seems like an oakland kind of guy so i'd like to see him and he's not going to be you know top of the rotation guy he might be like an, a good number two but if montas is if he becomes the ace that we're hoping for this year Stroman would be a nice compliment, I, I think, and th- they would have enough to get through, I believe. Uh, and then there's Mike Miner, who's a pretty solid lefty, and if uh, with the A's down two promising young lefties in their own right, then uh, you know maybe he could be. They might be looking for a left-handed starter at this point. Uh, he's been pretty good. He was really good last year, uh, as you know Bryce Patrick was telling us last uh, last week on you know our three podcast. Uh, he he really likes Mike Miner and. If he's doing well, the Rangers are probably doing well, so that'd be nice. Um, I, I don't know if the return, like a usual return, would be necessarily necessary for a trade to happen because you're only going to be getting Mike Miner or anybody that you acquire at the trade deadline for literally one month and then the playoffs as opposed to, you know, two months. So uh, that might lower the, the prospect cost, which would be nice, but uh, you're also trading with a divisional rival. So... Uh, there, there's, uh, there's a couple sides to every story on this one. And then the other one is also a Rangers pitcher and it's Corey Kluber, who's been good for most of his career. He struggled a little bit last year and the year before, I think, uh, I think he missed most of last year due to injury. Um, so he's rested and actually his, uh, contract is a player option. Uh, no, sorry. Uh, a team option. So if the team decides that they still want him, then they have to pay him $18 million next year. So it kind of takes a, a decent, uh, like a weird circumstance for the, for him to one, become available and two in the A's price range where the A's probably aren't going to be paying him. They would not pay him $18 million next year. Um, so they're not going to be picking up that. So they're going to want the prospect cost to be low enough where it would justify making this a uh, short-term deal. But, also, after a couple of down seasons, they're going to want to see him performing better over his first like four starts or whatever to make sure that they want the current version of Corey Kluber, if that's, you know, more like his old version as opposed to the newer incarnation where he's kind of been struggling. So you don't want broken Corey Kluber, but you also want good Corey Kluber, but also at a prospect cost that makes sense. It's a weird confluence of uh, things happening uh, that would need that would need to happen for uh, for this to be a trade that uh, that happens. So I feel like the A's are gonna see what the results are from uh, 
AJ Puck's visit with Dr. Neil Atrache, see how that goes, and then they're going to definitely adjust course from there um, and see you know, where Luzardo is in his uh, throwing schedule as well. Because if he can rejoin the rotation, then you might be able to make it work, but it depends on when and all that stuff. Uh, the the A's have been getting a lot of pub, being you know a team that could legitimately contend in a 60-game season if they get out to a hot start. So if, if there's going to be a move, you would think that it would be soon, but also... Probably not for Corey Kluber. I mean, getting Corey Kluber is probably not going to happen anyway. But, you know, you want to see him prove himself uh, again over, you know, a few starts as opposed to, you know, we need him right now. Give us the clue butt. So uh, I I don't know when they're going to make a trade or if they're going to make a trade, but I would assume that they're going to make a trade. They feel like uh, Bassett and Mangan are going to be in there for two to three weeks. I I don't know what their long-term plan is for Daniel Mangan. He is a nice depth piece, but I don't know that you want him being a linchpin to making the playoffs this year. And last bit of injury news, uh, Ramon Laureano also, uh, he has a uh, calf strain or his calf was sore. So he sat out today. He's probably going to play tomorrow. So hopefully there's nothing, there's no there there, but you know, keep an eye out on it, I guess, and see if he's in the lineup on uh, Tuesday night. So uh, with that, I'm going to throw it to a couple of commercials and then we're going to come back and talk about the game and uh, you know what we're looking at as the, uh, the season approaches. So as I mentioned in the first half, uh, the A's lost tonight 6-2 to uh, to the San Francisco Giants in Oakland. And I know that there has been a lot of discussion about the, the crowd noise and, you know, there being no fans and uh, the beat writers were all, this is weird, there's nobody here. But for me, if you kind of zone out a little bit and, you know, just he, just hearing the fans uh, made it seem okay if you don't think about it too hard thought it was fine actually um you, you got to see the people behind the, uh, the the plate there you go the plate and it just kind of felt like uh watching a regular baseball game uh in the middle of a pandemic so uh i i thought that everything was actually just fine if we're being honest uh let me know if you guys liked it or not at locked on a's on twitter let me know if it was distracting or if you know everything just kind of felt normal um I think there was a tweet that Dave Cavill's going to get some uh, some machines where they can raise the flags up and down, where if you've been to the Coliseum, you know that the uh, the guys in the bleachers, the, the guys and gals, I'm sorry, uh, I meant guys as like a general, not a, you know, uh, gender. But anyways, uh, the people in the, the bleachers, they, they raise their flags up and down and, you know, uh, make a bunch of noise. And I liked that there was uh, that the drummers, that was fun. Uh, yeah, it, it was an enjoyable experience. I did not mind this at all. Um, so, anyways, let's talk about the game. Shamanaya, he gave up three runs in five innings, and uh, that, that was all in the second inning. If you want to talk about what was weird about this game, it was the second inning, because uh, you got two infield singles that loaded the bases, and then, you know, it was just a random double from Austin Slater, who wound up with five RBI on the game. So, Austin Slater apparently is a fucking sharpshooter. Uh, watch out for him during the season. So, yeah, kind of felt like a little bit of bad luck. I know that... Uh, in the middle of the game and then after the game, there was reports that his velocity seemed a little bit down. He was hitting, he was topping out at like nine, uh, 89 miles an hour, which is a couple of ticks below what he usually is. And he said that he felt fine and, you know, he was happy with how his slider was moving and all that stuff. So uh, if he's happy, then that's okay. He retired his final 10 batters, which is a nice sign, I think. It just seemed like they were getting a little bit lucky with their bat up. Uh, they, the, the Giants weren't squaring him up except for that double. Um, and, you know, he, he did an okay job. You know, it just, was it elite? No. Was it against the Giants? Yeah, and that kind of sucks where it scares you if it's against, like, the Yankees, which it won't be in the regular season, or the Rays, not in the regular season. The Astros, that's the one that'll scare you, and the Dodgers. So uh, keep him away from those teams if he's going to be hitting 89 and, 
you know, all that stuff. But there was also reports that uh, Susan Slusser was saying that sometimes the gun runs a little bit soft at the Coliseum since uh, since summer camp started. So maybe he was actually thrown in the low 90s as opposed to the high 80s. Uh, we, we don't know. But, you know, as long as he's not hurt, then that's okay. Because we don't have the depth for another pitcher to go down in like the span of two weeks. And I know that Luzardo's, you know, back and all that stuff, but he uh, he's not going to be starting in the rotation. So that's why he's down as of right now. Uh, he'll be fine, hopefully, in a couple of weeks. Um, so, yeah, Manaya was good. I, mixed reviews. I, I still haven't made up my mind on uh, good or bad, but, you know, it, it was fine. And hopefully it was just, you know, one more bad start before spring training starts. He hadn't been great in spring training, you know, 1.0, so... Hopefully he's just been keeping everything in reserve for the regular season. Uh, I know that he was working on stuff, and that kind of raises ERA and all that stuff uh, from before. I think he was working on a slider before, and now he has a nice slider, according to him. So uh, maybe that's all we need. Um, he, he did have a long at-bat with Wilmer Flores in the first inning, which kind of upped his pitch total uh, pretty quickly, but he still went to, I think it was 55 is what he ended at, eh, right around there, and you know got through five innings. So... That was good. The Giants were kind of trying to attack him early, and it did not pay dividends after the second inning, so that was a plus. Uh, Piscotty hit a home run. He looked good. He went two for three. Uh, there's a gif of his dinger if you want to see it on our Twitter feed. Um, yeah, he, he looked solid. They looked good on defense. He was you know attacking line drives and all that stuff, so he looks like uh, he did in 2018, and that's encouraging because adding his bat to the lineup would be a big plus. Also, Jordan Weems took uh, Twitter by storm with his luscious hair. Uh, I asked you to name that romance novel on our Twitter feed uh, because that stuff is gorgeous. And uh, yeah, he pitched one third of an inning, gave up a hit and got the out. So he he was fine. Uh, He didn't pitch a whole ton. Like I said, that he probably wouldn't. Uh, He and also I know that there's a three batter minimum. But if you're ending an inning as a new reliever, then you uh, are free to be lifted from the game after you uh, complete the inning. So that's what the A's did. Uh, and then the, I guess the standout would be Liam Hendricks. He just like th- came in through darts and then got out and they were like, all right, let's go home. You guys, uh, he threw 12 pitches through 12 pitches total. 10 of those were strikes and he got three outs. He struck out two guys. So Liam Hendricks seems fine. Um, but I think that the player of the game for me, and it's going to be weird is Mark Canna. And it's only weird because he went over three with a walk, but he had some great plate appearances tonight. Uh, I don't have a how many pitches he saw throughout the course of the night in front of me. Uh, it wasn't on the box score when I checked, but he had some long at bats. I think he had uh, offhand. I think he had like a seven pitch at bat and an eight pitch at bat. So he was seeing pitches and you know working the counts and all that stuff. And that's uh, that, that's a good job out of him. So that's that's what got the award tonight was. I'm just taking pitches and working the pitcher. And if we were dealing with a team that wasn't going to just throw uh, one one pitcher per inning, then probably would have gotten somebody tired. But uh, the Giants used nine pitchers, and they all pitched one inning. So just going into some of his stats from the past. Uh, last year in the regular season, he was seeing 4.23 pitches per plate appearance. Uh, you know, I, that's decent. And then the year before that, he was also seeing, I think it was 4.22. So right around you know, four and a quarter pitches, uh, quarter pitches. That's a, uh, that's a new market inefficiency apparently. Um, so he, he's been working the count a little bit in the spring. He was only seeing 2.7 
pitches per plate appearance. So uh, maybe in the spring he was trying something new where he was just going to, you know, try and jump on pitchers a little bit quicker uh, because that is a drastic change or small sample size and nothing changed. It was just, uh, you know, he had like 30 at bats. So one of those two things seems to be true. And I'm pretty sure it's the small sample size because he was just uh, seeing all the pitches tonight. So if he was trying to, you know, jump on guys, a little bit earlier, it was not effective tonight whatsoever. So a uh, good job out of Mark Canna. Also, he's been wearing that ski mask for a couple of years now. He was on top of this coronavirus stuff. So uh, good on him for that too. So let me know what you guys think. Uh, was Mark Canna your MVP of the night or was it, you know, Liam Hendricks? Was it somebody else? Uh, let us know. I mean, Stephen Biscotti is also in there. Uh, let me know on Twitter at Locked On A's. You can also uh, follow us on Instagram at Locked On A's. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter. And if you have any uh, questions for us, please mail them to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. We are still looking for over-unders for our our episode in just a couple of days. So uh, make sure to get those in. But before I get out of here, it doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. The other part of this duo, CBD Recover, combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBDMD has to offer, they're offering our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code LOCKEDONMLB for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oil and products from CBD. MD. And with that, stay indoors and celebrate good times, Oakland. Keep wearing those masks, and I will talk with you guys tomorrow. 